Hi, I'm Mark Iskowitz, Executive Editor at MMM, and I want to welcome you to the MMM Podcast and to what we hope is the first in a series of podcasts called Marketers at Home, where we look at how healthcare marketers are adjusting to COVID-19. The focus of this episode will be, how do you keep culture intact when working remotely? The novel coronavirus forced most, if not all, of the marketing world into a mandatory work-from-home model. Depending on what stage of the virtual work continuum you were on, that transition was either a smooth one or sort of a trial by fire. Any virtual business can attest, the work from home transition is not merely a switch one turns on overnight. And just as integral as the technical aspects, like what remote conferencing tool you use, is the need to help team members feel unified and to keep the agency's distinct values top of mind. A panel of agency executives who, in my humble opinion, handled the shift particularly well, are going to share their insights for keeping culture intact, upholding values, and perhaps most importantly, caring for one another during this time of great challenge and uncertainty. I'll introduce them now. Uh, Create NYC's Natalie McDonald, agency president and founder is joining us. We also have Mike Myers, uh, who's founder and partner um, of Crowd Farm, Crowd Pharma, excuse me. And uh, hey, Mike. And we finally Hello, have- uh, Hey. <laughs> and uh, also Hans Kaspersetz, uh, who's president and uh, chief strategist at Arteric. Hey, Hans. Hey, Mark. Okay, so um, more from Natalie, Mike, and Hans in a moment. Uh, but first, just two quick uh, housekeeping items. Uh, the MMM Convene collaboration is on April 16, uh, which is a, that is a virtual event, and you can all find out more information on our website about that. Uh, and the award submission deadline uh, for the MMM Awards uh, program uh, is coming up April 22nd. Uh, so that uh, program. Um, is alive and well. And um, again, April 22 uh, is, is the deadline for that. And again, you can find out more information about that program as well on our website. Uh, okay, so uh, back to the interviews here. Let's start with you, Natalie. Uh, you are um, Create NYC's agency president and founder. Uh, and uh, Create NYC is part of uh, Dublin-based UDG Healthcare uh, as of tw July 2018, I believe and part of that organization's Ashfield Healthcare Communications Unit. How are you doing, Natalie? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Um, so you have um, about uh, 40 full-time employees, give or take, and uh, you've been around for uh, more than a decade. Um, and um, you know, as an agency that has had a virtual work model for some time, uh, you got kind of a head start, I believe, with uh, the work from home transition, but uh, so, so I wanted to ask you, what's changed for you uh, in the wake of coronavirus? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. While um, Create has really been work from home since we were founded in 2009, our home office today is really anything but normal. When we were founded, we decided as a business strategy to encourage uh, folks to work from home for the efficiency of it all and to attract and keep top talent. Uh, in today's um, environment with the crisis um, going on globally, what we have found is that, well, from a technology perspective, we're quite adept at working from home. Uh, our staff have uh, considerable other responsibilities, oftentimes caring for children, some of them very small at home. So what's changed for us in the wake of coronavirus is to keep our perspective on our people and how we can support them. Our number one strategy over the past um, several weeks has been really to encourage from the leadership uh, level down 
our staff to simplify their world. And by that, we mean set down non-essential business tasks, and they include anything from recurring meetings that are often nice to have, trainings, goals that have to do with infrastructure and long-term business planning, to rather focus on the day-to-day, which for us is the execution of tactics. This allows our staff the extra support and time to get everything done that they need to get done in the day, which oftentimes includes Uh, Lots of things beyond executing tactics, such as helping to support homeschooling with their children. So really, it's all about simplification now in our in our space, which has been work from home for more than a decade. But it really, um, we feel, supports our staff because it gives them the permission to do what what's right in the in the days ahead of them. Great, great. And um, I'm sure that was, uh, you know, helpful to to be able to draw on that uh, virtual uh, DNA, if you will, uh, in, in the last couple of weeks. But what initiatives have you introduced the last few weeks to maintain the agency's culture? Yeah, so time and again over the last few weeks, we've gone back to to really consider what unites us as an agency and, and what the you know foundational um, core values and, and um, culture is at the agency. And by focusing on that, we've found, you know, great inspiration and great momentum that is helping us see um, through each day. Um, We've been able to focus first on identifying ways that help support um, our people differently and doing so really fast. So we're looking at the activities that we have in our days and weeks, and we're looking at how to pivot them and use them more specifically to support our people. So I'll give you an example. We just finished up our quarterly um, performance reviews, but instead of using those in the usual way of checking in with our people and reviewing the goals and providing constructive, positive, and, and critical feedback, we use them as a way to check in only on our people to see how they're doing, to check on their perspectives for the the near term and the long term ahead, and to ask how we can better support them. It was a quick way for us to pivot and collect feedback that allowed us to make some quick decisions as a leadership team. We've also added, even though we had quite a bit um, to begin with, we've added um, a lot of fun activities that are optional, such as daily virtual lunch drop-ins for video calls, happy hours, book clubs, we have step challenges, there's a, there's a long rolling list of activities. And this really helps for staff that are feeling quite isolated because perhaps they live by themselves. Um, we have several staff um, around the country that are doing the right thing, staying at home, but really could use that social interaction. And so that has helped with them. And then last, I would say, you know, we're, we're really focusing on how to really reimagine stuff that we found great utility in before. So one of them, uh, for example, is our Summer Friday program. That has been one of the, one of the um, uh, key benefits that our staff look forward to each summer. What we've done for this current quarter is we'll, we've introduced a similar program, but it's really around mental health days. So we allow folks to use um, up to two days during the quarter to take a break when they need to in coordination with their manager. And that allows them to recharge in the same way that our Summer Friday program has. Hmm. So, so there was a lot that you had been doing, obviously, to maintain agency culture before this. But I like how you put it. It's, it's kind of has uh, prompted you to reimagine a lot of that stuff um, and, and kind of reassert it uh, for uh, the challenging times we're in now. 
Uh, can can you give us um, a kind of a an example of you know something unique or a personal interest about how um, Create NYC's people have pivoted or you know maintained that sense of humor uh, or lightheartedness uh, that that you that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, so um, I, I think this will probably get real personal real fast, but but that's okay. Um, you know, as an agency of um, approaching actually 50 staff um, nowadays, um, we're a pretty close-knit team. Um, and so we do, um, on a daily basis, you know, learn a lot about each other, not just at work, but about our home lives as well. And I think during this crisis, one of the things that has been, um, you know, truly transformational is is that we've been able to get even closer. So a, a, a way that we've done that is really to, um, to you know, trust and, and get out of your, outside of your comfort zone and share how this has affected us because there's, there's a lot of truth in saying that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect everyone the same. So really from the most senior level down, we've had um, one-on-one conversations, uh, functional conversations and team conversations around how it's affected us and we've had um, in in some cases a lot of fun with it so so for example i've made um, myself personally homemade videos and shared it with the the agency at large in terms of what my kids and my dog are up to we've had TikToks (laughs) with babies uh, because we're 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 an agency that has quite a number of uh, small children um, you know in our in our team so we've really, I think, taken it to another level by adding sort of that personal element and trusting one another. And it's through those types of activities, um, many of which uh, are hysterical, that we've been able to get a sense of, you know, extra support and security during this difficult time. Yeah, that, that's really beautiful. I like that a lot. It's uh, definitely, um, you know, looking around at our coworkers, they they look a lot different uh, than they may have once looked, um, and I'm sure that personal element um, makes all the difference. Um, okay, uh, thank you for sharing that as well, uh, Hans. Uh, let's let's shift over to you uh, if you don't mind. Um, Arteric uh, is a digital agency. Um, you uh, had described yourself. Um, in our agency issue last year is a bunch of coders who decided to crush it in healthcare at one point. Uh, but from 99 to 08, our Tarek uh, itself was a virtual agency. Now you're a physical bodies and seats agency, but I'm sure um, that you were able to kind of draw on that virtual DNA to a certain extent um, when work from home became man- sort of mandatory. What's changed for you all in the wake of coronavirus? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um... Well, it's, it's always good to hear my old words come back. Um, <laughs> you never, you know, whatever gets into print, you got to be careful about. So in any event, the we were we were a virtual agency for quite a long time. Uh, we decided to go in person, I guess, for the last uh, decade or so. And, you know, that was, we thought that that was really going to be essential to, to growing the agency. I mean, doing software development and doing a lot of, heavy analysis together sort of re- we believed required a lot of one-on-one i mean i can see basically everybody in our agency we're about 40 people as well and they're always turning their chairs and talking to each other and leaning over each other and working through problems together but you know a couple of years ago we started to implement our business continuity plan and so that meant transitioning a lot of different services and technologies so basically everybody got a laptop a couple of years ago, including like the admins. 
then we moved all of our data online, right? Using Slack and Box and you know Google Drive and Office 365, all those sort of technical things. And coincidentally, about a month ago, we turned off our last on-premises server. And so this process for us has been ongoing for quite a while. And so as I was watching this thing roll through China and start to enter the United States around March 2nd, uh, we thought, well, we better do, we better, uh, we better start to make, per, you know, sort of make preparation. So on March 2nd and 3rd, we stress tested, we sent everybody home. It went okay, right? But it, we definitely uncovered uh, a number of weaknesses in it. And specifically, those weaknesses came out, you know, sort of appeared around meetings, collaboration. How do we hold junior software developers accountable? How do we hold junior people? You know, how do we, in, you know, how do we work with junior people, right? So how do we give them assistance? How do we sort of interact with them? So that gave, we took about two weeks, and on March twelfth, uh, we switched over to being a completely virtual agency. I sent everybody home on that Friday. And we were really fortunate that it went really smoothly. Now, what was sort of interesting about that is we were in the process of launching a major brand uh, that we had been working on for two years. So there was really no room for error. Uh, and so the first week that we were work from home, we actually launched a brand, um, which then you know, sort of the marketing for that got put on hold once it once we delivered all the assets. And so it kept everybody really focused on the work. And after that week, we started to see some additional cracks starting to form. And so we did a couple of things. One, we wanted to really uh, instill a sense of, of purpose and preparedness and security and resilience, right? So management, you know, set up a, um, a fund before we went work from home to ensure everybody could buy two weeks of non-perishable groceries. Then, you know, we had one of our employees who was coughing up blood. We, we sort of worked up through management. We're like, why aren't you going to the doctor? It turns out he couldn't afford his copays. So then we set up a medical fund, right, to help people cover their expenses. And so from the top down, we were trying to create a sense of security for everybody in the agency so that they could focus on their family, they could focus on their work, and they could sort of remain in the moment. Wow, that's 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 beautiful, especially the you know the grocery fund and the medical fund. Uh, so basically, you're kind of demonstrating to people um, that uh, you know you're you're there for them, um, and um, maybe above that, instilling a little bit of certainty in an uncertain time. Um, so I know I know you've done a lot of of other things from kind of a, kind of a business continuity standpoint. Um, can can you talk about some of the other initiatives though that you've introduced? the last few few weeks to maintain the agency's culture, uh, whether it's affirming the agency's values or otherwise, you know, yeah. bringing, quote unquote, bringing culture to the team. Yeah. So, you know, we have a pretty uh, robust value system that we started developing around 2013. It was fully implemented by 2017. And, you know, there's really uh, six core values that we rely on. And, you know, at the core, uh, at sort of the center of that is connectedness. Uh, industriousness, you know, ever learning, generous, you know, being competent, being resilient. So the first thing we did was we instantiated uh, an all hands on deck meeting every Monday morning. Uh, it's a 15 minute meeting where we do a check in every, you know, we sort of get connected with everybody. Uh, we also set up and started running a 15 minute 845 AM check in meeting for the leadership team. This is an opportunity for them to bring to me 
the challenges their teams are facing. Uh, one of the things we did, you know, I was really, I love Natalie's uh, examples. Uh, this weekend, actually, we had all of our kids draw self-portraits uh, of us, and we replaced our Zoom profile photos with the portraits, which are pretty hysterical. Some of them are terrifying. Some of them are funny. Um, and, you know, there's a number of small things like that that we're doing. Um, yeah, that's what I have on that. Okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll notice that uh, I'm not on, on video here. We'll, everybody listening at home will... We'll, we'll, we'll notice that uh, none of us are on video, but um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who, uh, who keeps my camera off um, because, uh, you know, um, I'm used to, to, to getting dressed up, I guess, in the office. Um, and uh, I don't know, I just, just uh, um, not, not, uh, I don't have the, the one as one of the evening talk show hosts said, I don't have the physique, you know, for, for casual wear anyway. But um, uh, that, that's a nice anecdote about, about the profile pics. Um, finally, um, can, can you share something unique or, or personal of, of personal interest about how Arteryx people have pivoted or maintained their sense of humor, or, humor excuse me, or made it uh, emotionally easier for themselves or others to cope during this time? Yeah, I need to echo uh, Natalie, right, in that um, really prioritizing what's important. We have a number of... So our, our team is on the upper end of the age bracket. Uh, so we hire pretty senior people and consequently they're married, they have kids, they're, you know, and a number of people on our team actually are either first responders themselves or uh, their spouses are healthcare workers, nurses, ER nurses, um, social workers, mental health workers. And, you know, we've had to really be conscientious of, the sacrifice that those families are making on our behalf and as a team really complete the circle and show up for those people. And so, you know, I mean, there's, there's the humorous side, which is, you know, obviously the portraits and stuff like that. Um, I challenged some people on my team that if they cut a mohawk into their hair, I'll cut a mohawk into my hair. Uh, and then, you know, on the other end, it's really serious, you know, how do we make room for people? Uh, you know, I've had some people who, have just needed to talk to me, right? And they just needed some place that they could share things that were really intimate and uh, really personal to them because they just needed somebody to, to rely on. They needed somebody that they could share with. And so I think as leaders, we need to show up uh, and the agency and the entire culture needs to show up for each other and be generous with each other. Yeah, another great point. Um, you know, be conscientious, conscientious, excuse me, of team members whose spouses are on the front lines, um, as well as just simply uh, checking in with people. I know we here have, um, we, we try to proceed every every note, every interaction we have uh, with, you know, are you okay? You know, how you doing? Uh, before we get to uh, the more mundane aspects of the business, but it's definitely an important uh, thing to keep in mind. Okay, thank you, Hans. Uh, let's shift gears once again uh, to Mike Myers. Um, Mike, I introduced you earlier as founder and partner of CrowdFarm, uh, but I think a lot of people also know you as one of the founders uh, and president of Palio uh, back in the day. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me join you today. Of course. Uh, CrowdFarm has a flexible force network of healthcare talent. You've got full-time employees as well as a lot of part-time contacts, contract workers, 
And uh, again, another agency uh, where you uh, were a, a virtual native. And so the switch for you was, uh, was, was perhaps um, uh, informed by that. What's changed for you in the wake of coronavirus? Well, you know, I, I think we've got some great answers from Hans and Natalie. And, you know, to kind of build on what they were saying and, and both their firms, our firm was built, as you referenced, with working virtually in mind. And in fact, our, our original goal when we kicked things off was we wanted people to be able to work on a beach. We wanted them to be able to work in a cabin, wanted them to be able to work anywhere they wanted. And so we had built the company with that in mind. And, you know, we have all the systems that, you know, everyone's now trying to use, whether it's Slack or Zoom or whatever, I, I mean, Hans had mentioned Box and, and all sorts of other things. So we had been vetting and, and using all those things. Our project management tools are all online. I think the biggest initial change was realizing that, you know, even though we've got a flexible team and everyone was engaging with some of these tools, we really kind of had to dive in a little bit deeper in the types of things we were using to manage the business. And by that, I mean, you know, everyone's familiar with Zoom. But not everyone was familiar with virtual backgrounds, which now everyone knows about, or, you know, the ability to password protect a meeting. Or, and I'm just using that as an example. You know, another one would be, you know, what are the real capabilities of Slack versus the bothersome capabilities of it pinging me every five minutes? So one of the first things that we did was look to find ways to simplify the tools we were already using so that they weren't intrusive, but they were supportive and you know, frankly, we felt like we picked the right things um, to work on or to work with. But with that said, you know, we, we immediately tried to pivot to ensure that everything that we were providing in terms of technology and, and virtual platforms um, were working the way they should and to the best of people's individual abilities and, and desires. I, I think, you know, you mentioned something a minute ago about, you know, you started off talking you start off talking to some of your employees now, asking them how they are. And that was another thing that I, that I know that we're doing differently now. We're touching base differently. You know, the workday is the workday and, and agency business can be hard and hectic and long. Um, and a lot of times it's, hey, how you doing? And you're saying that to be nice because people really just want to dive in and get to the work or get to what the main point is. And now, you know, we've made a conscientious effort, which I think everyone on this call and probably almost everywhere are doing to take the time to ask, hey, you know, how are you doing? Is everyone okay? How is your family? How is your extended family? Is everyone safe and healthy? That was a big shift for us. Um, I mean, appropriate. We probably should have been there all along, but it's, I think it's more thoughtful and heartfelt now than it might have been before. Um, we're, we're having more frequent check-ins with our staff. We have offices in Saratoga, Kansas City, and San Diego but the majority of our staff are virtual and those people, whether they're in our primary offices uh, or in our primary locations or in all different parts of the world, we're, we're having more frequent dialogue with them. We're trying to just touch base to make sure they're okay. And I think Hans referenced it a minute ago, you know, the whole context of focusing on the bigger picture, you know, it's one thing to have built a company focused on virtual um, engagement and work with our clients and with our, with our coworkers. It's another one. The whole world is virtual. Uh, you know, it's everything kind of tilted a little bit. And you know, there's a lot more going on now than just being able to work remotely, as we're all very well aware. And so, 
we've tried to be very cognizant and conscientious of the fact that there are bigger things at play. And Natalie mentioned, you know, um, parents that are work at home, and we have them as well, that now are having to help their kids um, with schoolwork. Or, you know, they don't have daycare anymore because they're, everyone's at home. And trying to be aware of that, um, and um, we've, we focused on that. And then the other thing that they're actually in the mail right now, so by the time um, our staff hears this, they will have received them, but we put together care kits, um, which is everything from a bottle of wine to some snacks and things, just to try to make things a little bit easier for folks and let them know that, you know, that we're caring and, and we're thinking about them in, in this troubled time. And that's, those are some examples of some of the things we've done to pivot in the near term. Sure, sure. And um, any other initiatives that you've introduced the last couple of weeks to maintain agency culture specifically? Well, um, you know, I mentioned maximizing the tools we've got and the personal check-ins. Uh, it, it was funny. Natalie brought up performance reviews, and we literally just finished our, um, our Q1 performance reviews as well. And we did do them a little bit differently. Um, we did conduct them, and, and we had them, but we spent more time talking with staff about, you know, what was important to them, what they were focusing on. Um, we did pay out bonuses in Q1 because we felt that was important at this time. Um, our staff meetings, we, we have typical, um, all of our engaged staff or staff that's working on projects at any particular time, we'll bring everyone together at least once a month. And about a month ago, like, like Hans, we kind of saw what was happening. And they used to be audio calls, our conference calls. And a month ago, we said, you know what, we need to be able to see folks. Uh, so we, you know, we were using Zoom, but we weren't using the video. And, and now, last Friday, we had one where we, uh, you know, we're asking everyone to turn on their cameras so that we can see each other. And there are, I mean, I'm sure everyone out there has, has experienced this. Some people don't want to turn on their cameras. Some people have tape on their cameras. And some people just don't like to be on camera. And we, uh, we, we push that because at this time where everyone's so isolated, we felt that it was important to start seeing each other more just to be able to have some kind of personal connection and personal contact. And not only did we do that in our staff meetings, but um, we're doing that on a more regular basis where what used to be conference calls are now video calls just so people can have some level of uh, human interaction. One of the yeah. other things that we're doing um, is every Friday we're uh, posting work that um, has been done across our organization so that everyone can kind of see everything that we're doing um, and just letting them recognize that there's a lot of good stuff going on and, and trying to celebrate the work so that um, people that didn't specifically touch something have a chance to actually see it. And then we did something last week, which was a little bit, we thought about it for a while, but we decided it was the right thing to do. Our network of contractors is, right around 2,500 people in over 50 countries in the world. And we wanted to do something to reach out to them. And we came across something that the United Nations and the World Health Organization um, and Talent House, which is a, um, a virtual agency out of Europe, were promoting, which was six creative briefs that the UN put together to help promote awareness around COVID-19 and safety measures. And they're, they're doing this big global contest to get creative people to submit their work uncompensated. And we pushed that out to our entire network of about 2,500 people on Thursday last week and promoted another agency's efforts because we felt it was the right thing to do. 
But to supplement that and to make it a little more meaningful for the people in our network, we also said if you submit your work to us, um, we're going to judge it and we're going to give out financial awards. And so we felt and feel that everything going on with COVID-19, just like everyone else does out there, is really important. And so we kind of put some money and and the strength of our network behind that and, and promoted uh, someone else's initiative because we thought it was the right thing to do. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, um, like you, you were saying, when we work um, in person, we see each other on a daily basis. Sometimes we're, we're not having our best day, but, you know, we, we do have, you know, it, it's, 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 it's important to um, try to maintain, you know, some of that, um, uh, the, those vestiges, vestiges, if you will, uh, of, of normalcy and, and, and normal working. Um, and um, some, some other good stuff there. Uh, finally, uh, Mike, uh, you want to share anything of, of personal interest about how uh, your people have uh, demonstrated particular, particular grit or pluck or you know, just maintain their sense of humor uh, during this difficult time? Well, I, I think we're seeing a lot more gifts and memes and jokes fly around than we normally would. And I, I think all of us are just kind of craving some level of deeper social interaction. And I had a really interesting experience. We worked with a client that uh, the patients that their medication, that the treatment will address are immunocompromised. And as a result of that, every, everyone in their family has to be isolated um, for extended period, periods of time. And in February, I had the chance to talk with several of these caregivers and their families. And I, we learned firsthand about the impact of isolation on people and never really had thought about it until then. And so when this, everything happened with COVID-19 and we all became isolated, we had that in, in the background, um, uh, in our minds. And, you know, the whole idea, and Hans referenced this a minute ago, about um, prioritizing what's really important and having empathy, um, as Natalie mentioned, about everything else that's going on in people's lives. Those are things we focused on. We, we've, you know, one of the funny things is, is all of us that have worked at home that have dogs at home, if the dog barks, you're somewhat embarrassed. But now it's kind of funny. Uh, we laugh because a lot of our employees have dogs. And so, you know, you kind of take those opportunities now to laugh and say, hey, show me uh, the video of your dog. Um, you know, and we, we just tried to try to keep things light. Um, I can tell you we've got several employees that one of them worked virtually, but then their spouse went into an office and uh, they've had to deal with now working next to their husband or wife or significant other. And, you know, we've done some things to help support that, whether it's shipping of extra equipment, but, you know, we've just tried to make sure that we're keeping things as light as possible and recognizing there's a, there's a much bigger um, issue going on in the world right now than, you know, the work that we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So now we're going to uh, ask each of you one final question. Uh, before we wrap, um, and that is, uh, what are two or three tenets, if you will, of maintaining agency culture uh, that may have been secondhand for you all, uh, but that you'd like to pass on to other marketers? And uh, Natalie, how about we come back to you on this one? Sure, Mark. Um, I love a good list. Uh, so I've, I've organized uh, three here to share and, and feel that they definitely are, are relevant to our colleagues in the marketing space. So Starting with number one, um, we have found it's incredibly helpful to not lose sight of who you are, especially at this during this time of crisis, and really bring it forth. If it's not front and center, 
if your core values haven't been something that you've talked about in a while, uh, bring them back and think about how to be creative in doing so. So each quarter we give out um, awards um, with, um, you know, um, money as associated with it. It's, it's things like this that help really unite us throughout, uh, but especially right now we're finding them invaluable. Uh, number two, um, I think it's really, um, it's really important for um, the agency to continue on, and I think the same would hold true for our clients on the marketing side, to continue on with regularly scheduled activities. While certainly it's a time of crisis and a, and a time of real disruption, we find a sense of calm in keeping our usual processes and cycles going. So we're going to continue for our upcoming quarter to set goals. We're going to continue to schedule reviews. We're going to continue to have our agency-wide meeting, which is coming up um, here in about a week. We're just going to do them differently. We're going to choose the right goals this time. We're going to ensure that the conversation guide for our managers is focused on the right things when it comes time for review. And we're going to present not only how we're doing as an agency uh, financially and against our goals, but we're also going to present, for example, how our team is responding, how our staff's uh, family members are doing during this time of crisis at our agency-wide meeting. So second, I think it's, I think it's um, really helpful to keep a sense of normal in maintaining um, culture during this time. And last, I would just say short and sweet, transparency really matters. We've encouraged everyone at our agency to share what's on their mind, no matter how big or how small. And we're finding that you know, because transparency um, is really um, important to us at the agency, we're finding that we're hearing how we can help faster um, and we're able to collate and act on it very quickly. So I would say relative to a Create NYC uh, tenant, that's really, really important to us. And I think it might make sense for our marketers as well. Great, great. Hans, how about you? What are your two or three tenants of maintaining culture uh, that you'd like to pass on to others? All right, Mark, I'm gonna give you four but that's because sure. I'm greedy. So the first okay. one is, uh, I happen to be a definite optimist in the in terms described by Peter Thiel in zero to one. And so it was really important for us to come out and articulate a vision of the future for the team and to continually reinforce that, right? Because what happens is some people just, they're not optimist or they're not definite optimist. I don't know if you guys can hear my family screaming in the background now. They're, I have three kids in the house with us. But uh, yeah, so definite okay. optimism, right? Articulating the future. Number two, we needed to create confidence in management and people's future, right? So we announced three-month work from home right away. We didn't equivocate on that. We came out and we announced and demonstrated a program to keep everybody employed by the company and on health insurance for at least 12 months. That meant we showed the financials and I took a pay cut. <laughs> uh, finally, you know, you know, we just keep the programs going like Natalie described. You know, we have a contest where we're going to send somebody to Greenland. We're still going to send them to Greenland when you can travel again. The second tenet is be generous with each other. And so that means, you know, if your family walks into the room, no big deal, right? Everybody smiles, everybody waves. We still gave out full round of promotions and raises over the last week. And for people who are struggling and are unwilling to take time off, managers have actually asked people to take time over the last couple of weeks when we could see people starting, you know, like you said, we went completely video. Every meeting is video for us. I'm actually on the video now, uh, but I turned it off because nobody else was. Everybody's, you know, we're watching and really, really paying attention to people. And then finally, you know, it really 
it's kind of ironic, but really focus on the breath and breathing, right? And being in the moment. And so, you know, if meetings take a little bit longer, if we're a little bit softer with each other, if we just pay attention to where we are in the moment, uh, that has a huge impact in people feeling connected, present, safe. And like, there's, you know, a lot of uh, uh, opportunity in the future. Great. Great. Mike, let's finish up with you, your two to three tenants for maintaining culture. Uh, thanks, Mark. I, I think the first one that we've really focused on uh, is respecting the fact that different people have different work desires and work styles. And, you know, in, in, in a company and in a time where everyone's working virtually, some people still like email and they don't like, you know, a communication program like Slack. And some people don't like texting and some people don't like video. And even though we're pushing those things um, where they're appropriate, we've also consciously recognized that we don't want to make people uncomfortable and push them out of their comfort zones at this time. Um, so whether it's around technology or whether it's around um, a specific activity or work that needs to be done, we've, we really focused on trying to make sure that we're respecting people's individual needs at this time. Another thing that we've done is um, asked everyone uh, managers and, and and all of the all of our staff to put limits on work. When you never leave work because you're working at home, you can potentially work 16 hours a day and go eat dinner and come back and start working again. So we've we've instituted um, a level of work limits in terms of work days, and we have people across time zones all over the world. But with that said, um, we've we've instituted limits on amount of time that people should be working requested that they try to manage that um, to some degree themselves so that they can have some level of, of sanity in life. And so that work doesn't become life. And then the last thing I think, and all of us have mentioned it is just the need for greater connection, whether it's more frequent check-ins, um, whether they're on phone or, or whether they're on a video conference or whether they're in some messaging app, just, Having more connectivity to folks, I think all of us and everyone on this call that, that you brought together today, we all have worked virtually and have virtual companies to some degree, but none of us have ever been in a situation where you're working virtually, but then you're never leaving home and you're really not seeing anyone else. And that the impact of that level of isolation is something that we've taken to heart and we've really focused on trying to make sure we're having greater connections with our, with our team. Absolutely. That's great. And uh, before my kids start yelling, uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to wrap. Uh, but um, the uh, the takeaway here, I would say, is wherever you are, um, wherever you are on that virtual continuum, there are things that you can do as a marketer to facilitate culture while working remotely, whether it's adding a personal element, uh, increasing empathy for each other, demonstrating that the company is there in a stressful time, uh, or lessening the impact of isolation. And it's things like this that unite us and uh, that we will find particularly valuable uh, during this time. So I want to thank um, Natalie, Hans, and Mike for your uh, plethora of insights here. Really appreciate it. And um, we hope all of you out there are well. And uh, please stay in touch, stay connected, and uh, we'll see you next time on the MMNM podcast. Take care, everybody. Thank you.